0: Hello, and welcome to... Uh, I don't know the episode number. <laughs> you don't? It's number one. <laughs> of the new season? Yeah. Yeah, but of the podcast. It's oh, like- the podcast,
1: yes. yeah, yeah. Come on. Come on, Dale. Get it together, get it, you fuckface. <laughs> you dumbass fuckface. I get asshole. enough of that down in California, you fuckface. <laughs>
0: Welcome to episode 18 of On Airbender, an Avatar The Last Airbender podcast. My name's Max. (laughs) And I'm Dale. (laughs) Listeners, we're on the air and we're on a bender. Uh And this week we'll be discussing episode 1 of season (laughs) 2, The Avatar State. Dang. Which originally aired on March 17th, 2006. Uh, This here is mm -hmm. January 21st, 2019. So, well, this here
1: is in recording time. I'm sure in, in our future, the listener will be listening.
0: The only time that matters is right now. <laughs> That's why it's called the present. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, it's like or like right gift. now is a gift? Is that how yeah, you got uh, uh, to say it?
1: You got to work the word gift in
0: there. It's been a little while since we've recorded <laughs> listeners and I don't know what I'm doing or how to podcast. Uh, how was your break, uh, your postseason one break, Dale? post
1: one break was good. Had the holidays. Um mm-hmm. and did a lot of, actually, I bought a lot of shit I didn't need.
0: Nice. Merry Christmas yeah.
1: to you. Yeah. It's pretty pretty amazing.
0: Yeah, for sure. I um I was doing some uh some comic catch up. Oh. And nice. uh, I finally got this is how backed up I am. I finally got to my free comic book day comics,
1: <laughs> which was <laughs> yeah. like
0: July or some shit. Uh-huh. And um there was a really delightful one that was like um teasers of a bunch of little independent comics. Mm-hmm. And it got me man. I bought two of them and now have them. Like said so once it, my comic stack was like going down and then it rocketed mm-hmm. back up. Yagawam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now yeah. is that Free Comic Book Day is that like an annual event? I think there's two a year, but there might only be one year. Okay. I don't remember, but uh but uh I better increase my rate because <laughs> when I was out in the comic shops on free comic book day, I also bought some graphic novels that I'm just now getting to. It's a real issue. It's true.
1: I just, you know, squeezing in your media and consuming mm-hmm. it. It's a, it's a commitment. It's yeah. It's like Gotta the, make it's, time for that stuff.
0: It's awesome that that's the struggle. Like that we have the whole like shelter and food figured out.
1: Yeah, you know it's amazing,
0: but but uh, but then you know we're we're up at the next uh, hierarchy of needs, mm-hmm. which is like fulfillment or some shit. I, it's <laughs> it's it's apparently not giving back to
1: our community because Lord no. <laughs> I mean, aside from maybe monetarily, right? Right, we're, is what we're I'm saying. supporting these artists every
0: time. Right? We're supporting the artists. That's a good call. I was thinking whenever I'm in the Albertsons line and they ask me, "Would you like to donate an additional dollar to the like?" <laughs> the bald kid in this Uh photo I'm like yeah
1: yeah. terrible for this I mean as long as that bald kid has an arrow on his head that's fine (laughs) (laughs) just draw a little blue arrow on there and you're good
0: next time it shows the picture I'll go ooh (laughs) avatar ooh one (laughs) dollar thank you for your donation (laughs) I'm sorry my, my dough what my what now (laughs) well listeners uh without further ado boy oh boy am i excited to get into season two um i didn't want to say this
1: but Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. season
0: one was a real clunker (laughs) (laughs) compared to season two you know because like right away we're getting into it you know it's like we are getting into it certainly the lore, it's getting deeper. We're digging deeper. It, it makes season two makes season one look like kid time bullshit. <laughs> they upped it in a really good way, I think. Yeah. They're like,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. We, know, we know the fans are watching and we're going to give them what they want. Yeah,
0: exactly. I, I, uh, I want to see it keep going. Um, so let's get into it, shall we? Yeah. We start with uh, Aang is Dreaming. Uh, and he's having like a nightmare, and uh, the very first note I took was CG clouds. Not a useful <laughs> note, but <laughs> it's like he's uh, he's standing. I think he's in. Uh, he's looking at a. Uh, I think like Monkey or somebody is there, and the clouds are like whooshing overhead, almost like it's like time lapse, stormy, mm-hmm. foreboding. And I was like. That is not hand drawn. Those are CG. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Those are CG. and They really upped the uh, value of this show. Yeah, right. Season two
0: got a little budget bump. <laughs> a little budget bump for Reno. Um, also, visually, it was a little finer because uh, this season uh, Dale and I have been watching the Blu ray. Mm-hmm. set. hmm. Upgrade City.
1: For sure. That's I thanks the, to both to our. Huh? I got both the, uh, both the, the sets the complete sets.
0: Oh, wait, you mean Avatar and Korra? and Legend of Korra. Oh, yeah. so good. <clears throat> my uh my Korra collection remains DVD and it remains shrink i Ooh, plebeian. I know. Mm.
1: Well, we're going to get to it, you know? <laughs> it's true. I mean, you won't be able to see all of the pores in that cartoon character, but
0: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I've been told repeatedly to temper my expectations. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah.
1: I won't. I won't. <laughs> I won't temper your expe- uh, expectations one way or the other. Fair enough. I enjoyed it, mm-hmm. but it is indicative that I never finished it.
0: No, oh, kind of, wow. It's
1: indicative of how I feel about it. That so speaks it's like,
0: volumes. Uh, of course,
1: at the time, you know, it it, it was like I was watching it as it was coming out. So it's mm-hmm. often when I do sh- watch shows like that, it's like I'm, I'm in it and I'm committed for like the first whatever part. And then for some reason, something in my life happens and I'm like, oh, well this, sh- yeah, I forget about the show. Mm-hmm. So that, that's any, happened to other series as well, to be fair. Any,
0: any routine, you know? Yeah. I feel like it's re- any, if your life shifts in some way, and then even when it goes back to normal again, that routine has been, that habit has been bucked. And now yeah. you're like back to. Exactly. Like, didn't I used to go running every day? And <laughs> <laughs> what happened to my fitness routine? <laughs> I oh, I didn't the like it. Doritos that are in my hands. <laughs> Wasn't I supposed to not eat, <laughs> you guys? Anyway. cheese its Cheez-its. Hang <laughs> <anyway. laughs> is it a dream. And he sees. <laughs> <laughs> enough about our depressing lives.
1: <laughs> it's true.
0: And he sees uh, himself. And. uh... Yeah himself uh, 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 goes into the Avatar state. And Aang is sort of glowing blue. He's sort of like a, a ethereal, uh, uh, floating, I don't know, out-of-body experience in this, in this dream. And uh, he, he, he sees himself go into the Avatar state, and he starts, like, freaking out and, like, being scary. And it scares mm-hmm. the shit out of Aang. Yeah. And he, and he wakes up.
1: Classic nightmare fuel.
0: Right. <clears throat> And he wakes up to um, where is he? There, uh, it's, he's with Katara.
1: Well, to kind of cover the dream thing a little in depth, though, it's I feel like what he's afraid of in the dream is his disconnected self, mm-hmm. like this the kind of. Covering the fact that the – the cartoon is covering the fact that the Avatar state is not something that he controls. Right. It's something that um, – it, it's almost mindless. It right. It isn't, but it's almost mindless. Mm. It's very uh, primitive and very mm-hmm. reactionary.
0: Totally. Yeah, yeah. It's a good and point.
1: He's afraid of that state because it's it's something he doesn't have a control over. It's it's an impulse.
0: Yeah. 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 And um, and he he, that's right. When he wakes up from the the nightmare, um, we learn that they are on a ship that is um, being like helmed by uh, by the master. uh, Is it Master Paku from the finale of season one? Yes. Um, Because uh, apparently a small contingent of northern water tribe folk are heading to the south to the Southern Water Tribe to kind of reconnect those two tribes, as was discussed in the finale of season one. And Aang is standing uh, on the ship looking out. It's like a ship. It's sort of, it's sort of like a huge, uh, like a very large, almost like uh, one of those, because it had like two bases with like a thing across it. It almost looked like the ones from like Moana, the mm-hmm. boats that they had. Um, sort of like, I guess... They're taking influence from like Pacific Islander style, like large boats. And uh Anga's looking off at the distance of the of the ocean and Katara comes out and wants to Hey, so what up? I think she I think she says something like, Did you did you have another one? Basically. So apparently it's established between them that he's been having nightmares and she says uh he's like yeah yeah another nightmare and he goes she says want to talk about it and he's like he's like no it's just that i was and then he proceeds to talk about it (laughs) (laughs) um he says uh i was uh i saw myself go into the avatar state but i was outside of myself watching it and he's like it was really scary and um so that's really an interesting perspective on uh you know we get to see Aang, how Aang is starting to kind of see himself. He's, he's been learning. Season one was about him growing and gaining all these new abilities that he was only vaguely kind of aware that he would gain. And now the other shoe drops. He's starting to internalize and reflect on those new abilities, which is, you know, a pretty important part of growth is uh, what you think about your new direction mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or your nude erection, as mm-hmm, the case mm-hmm. might be. Depending on your growth, uh, um, uh, oh yeah, he full on in the dream f- gets attacked by um, Avatar Aang. or sorry, uh, uh, Avatar State Aang. Um, His Doppler. Yeah, he has to he has to fight him off, and it totally reminded me of in uh, Zelda when Dark Link is the boss. You know, oh yeah, um, mir- mirrors your every move, and it's like it's like the spooky. It's the it's the um, it's the subconscious kind of coming up to use like a union sort of like the, the dark other is you and how terrifying that is. Um, see the upcoming Jordan Peele film us. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, and, uh, so he's, that, that's sort of the internal conflict that we're setting up. Then we learn the whole lore about the, uh, about, uh, Paku and his, tr- and his little team heading South. And he gives, a a gift to, uh, to uh, Katara and says, uh, Here's uh, here's a bottle of uh, water. Here's, here's a water bottle I have lying <laughs> around. Um, I get it for
1: free from some convention.
0: <laughs> most of it's been drank, but you might want some. I don't know. <laughs> Real loud crackling as he hands it over. No, it's like a glass little vial. It's like the one from uh, Lord of the Rings when Galadriel's like, Use it as a light when all other lights have gone out. And uh, <clears throat> he's like, It's, it's special healing infused water.
1: It's the um, one from the uh, the fish pond.
0: That's right. He pulls it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. It's from the little spring. And uh, he's like, don't lose it. And he gives it to her. <laughs> don't lose it. Apparently, <laughs> apparently unaware of how uh, Katara's necklace just... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did I have a necklace at some point, guys? <laughs> <laughs> I had one. I lost it. I don't know. Eh, I don't know. <laughs> at the end of the school year when they give you the box of all your sweatshirts that you left. it's mm-hmm. <laughs> Sort of like, uh... <laughs> Apparently I have some sort of learning disability. <laughs> <laughs> um, then he's, he's like, okay, so... Oh, and then he gives a gift to Aang. What's the gift he gives uh, to Aang? scrolls. Oh, it's a scroll. Yeah. And he says, uh, these scrolls will teach you a lot about waterbedding that we were unable to go over, but you'll continue getting better, which is very important. Uh, of course... So, they are they pale in comparison to the the value of actually training under a master, and then he gives Katara a little look, and Katara's like, <laughs> and then he says, Saka, and Saka goes, Oh man, here comes my gift, and he goes, See you around, kiddo, <laughs> see
1: you around, kid,
0: and, and uh, so right away we're like, Don't worry. Viewers, season two is going to be more fucking Sokka over <laughs> as he hangs out with these two gods, <laughs> <laughs> barely keeping up. <laughs> um, And then uh, they all get on um, uh, Appa and they, they yip, yip away. And uh, uh, to really establish what's going on in the, gra- in the, you know, why these guys are on the sea in the first place, Katara gives a little, uh, say hi to Grand Grand for me. And uh, he says, uh, I'm going to tickle her belly button from the inside. <laughs> that's how <laughs> hello I'll say to her.
1: Oh, that's how hello I'll say. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> it's it's really uh, overwhelming to witness. It's like, wow, Nickelodeon.
1: <laughs> what are you this doing? This
0: season two is really picking up.
1: They're up in um, their game.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like HBO.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, so we then cut to the, uh, series other storyline to see where those folks are. Um, cause we've established where our main heroes are and it's, um, we're on a, a little city or a little town, I guess on a, on a waterfall, like right on the edge of a waterfall. And it's like this super Zen chill, happy place. Um, which is really cool by the way. I love the waterfall city. <laughs> it's like my favorite <laughs> location. <laughs> And, uh, and we see Uncle Iroh, uh, getting a massage and he proceeds to completely info dump (laughs) on us. And he's like, ah, this is relaxing. Of course, you know, who'd have thought that, uh, being stuck on a raft for three weeks without any food or water and being attacked by vultures (laughs) would be so stressful. (laughs) And he's like, isn't that right, Prince Zuko? And there's Prince Zuko in his coolie hat, looking moody as hell, Mm -hmm. album cover city. (laughs) (laughs) And he says, uh, I'm still grumpy, viewers. (laughs) (laughs) Straight to the
1: viewers. It's strange. (laughs) Looks at the camera.
0: It's right. Fourth wall breakery, (laughs) really right out of the gate. More experimental and more sexual (laughs) is the (laughs) name of the game for season two. Um, and, uh... And uh Iroh somehow has not lost any weight in this three week ordeal <laughs> of starvation. Um, exact same shape. Right. And but chipper as ever. And uh Zuko announces, reminds us all that he's like, I just wanna go home. I miss I'm sick and tired of being banished by my father back in season one. <laughs> and I, and I you know, I, I'm gonna get the avatar and that's my role here. For us all. And Iroh's like, tries to cheer him up and does what he can and doesn't really work.
1: (laughs) So Iroh um, kind of puts his foot in his mouth. Zuko's saying, my dad doesn't love me. He's like, don't worry. He's like, no, don't worry. (laughs) Of course your dad loves you. He wouldn't have banished you otherwise. (laughs) Right,
0: exactly. And Zuko's like, what the fuck? (laughs) What the (laughs) fuck, man? And and he's he's like, I'm terrible at this. (laughs) <laughs> um, and then we jump over, right? Do, don't we meet, um, Azula?
1: Oh yeah. At sea. So she's at sea in a right. ship.
0: Yes. And we get, um, weirdly, I noticed the score they use there is the blue spirit motif. Is that like ching, 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 which doesn't really thematically tie in with the blue spirit other than maybe it's. When the family is up to no good, that's what we use.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Um, but, uh, but uh, or something suspicious of the of the family, I don't know.
1: Or when there's family infighting.
0: Yeah, right. Going yeah. against what, what uh, Zuko's stated purpose is in some way. There you go. <laughs> Love it. And so she's on the deck of her ship when this guy comes up, one of her officers, right? And he's like... Uh, we're gonna dock soon, but unfortunately, it'll actually be a few hours because the tides aren't gonna let us dock. And she lets us know right quick who she is and mm-hmm. what we're dealing with now. Mm-hmm. When she's like, uh, "Oh, that's so funny that the that the uh, tides are actually in command of this ship," and he's like, "I don't know what. I mean, you're clearly in command." And she's like, "Fucking a, right? I'm in command. <laughs> fuck off with those tides, dickhead. I'm gonna murder you." <laughs> and he's like, "Jesus, Jesus, woman." Fuck. She it's just it down the, one the notch. ship
1: can't physically get in there. Okay, that's <laughs> right. all I'm saying.
0: She's like, <laughs> and she does this weird sort of like twist of logic where she's like, uh, maybe you should just jump in the water right now because the tides have already decided they're going to kill you. I haven't made up my mind yet, and she gives us <laughs> this <laughs> crazy look, and it's like, so I should be more afraid of the tides? <laughs> like, it's like, you kind of went against your own uh, purpose here. <laughs> um. But he, but instead of uh, being confused, he goes gulp and G- uh, gulp, sets to uh, to uh, like you said, um, show up at the uh, at this island presumably, or like the, at this cliff edge because mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. later we see there's like steps that go down to like the port. I don't know, it's a little confusing. But- who, who knows. And we also establish that she is... um,
1: Lightning bending.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And we get to see those creepy old grandmas (laughs) (laughs) that are watching her. And they're Mm -hmm. like twins and they're about 900 years old. And they're like, "Mm, very good. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, she's like, fuck yeah, very good. And she's shooting lightning all over the place. And we actually like cut to... um, uh, It wakes up Iroh. For some reason he's like,
1: well, he hears thunder in the distance.
0: Yeah. God. Okay. I just thought it was maybe like he's in tune with like something wicked happening, you know, like, like it is like dark magic that, that someone is trying to lightning bend, Mm -hmm. I guess. And so it's sort of like, she's opening a portal to worlds that should not be opened kind of vibe. And not not like spirit world, but, you know, like yeah, turning think, to a page that you're not supposed to turn to kind of thing.
1: I think it's a little more uh, bland than that. I think okay. that just, just the uh, the writers were like.
0: How do we transition? How,
1: how, do we, how do we make this, you know, seem a little more heavy? And then having right. Iroh say, I feel a disturbance in the force.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, and it just—I don't know—I—I I like the idea, I guess, that Iroh is in tune with sort of like, like,
1: you don't—I think conceptually though, it's it, it, like in the world she's close enough where her fucking around with lightning is going to make thunder that could be heard from the land.
0: Sure, sure, yeah. that's how crazy her her crackling is. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, but in either way, right, it gives you the sense that, like, something is wrong. Something is, something wicked this way comes, you know? Uh, but then you're right, um, there's, I don't know really what occurs in that scene other than just, like, uh, I, I think it's, like, he's, like, happy, I don't know, and, and Zuka's not, whatever. But then, you're right, we cut back to <laughs> the Aang Gang, and they are approaching on, um, the back of Appa to this little, uh, palace or fortress, um, with the uh, intent that they will be, uh, uh, they're going to rendezvous with these folks and they're going to be escorted to, um, is it Omashu? Yeah. I
1: think Omashu is their ultimate destination because they're going to go learn from Bumi earthbending. Yeah.
0: Earthbending. Because that's all mentioned by Paku. Paku drop, name drops Bumi, King Bumi, which is really cool. Uh, uh, it's, it's like, it's like in, uh, it's like a similar feeling, but like less annoying. Like when you read like old star Wars novels where it's like, Oh, the sister of the Twi'lek from Jabba's palace. Like, Oh, it's all connected. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> it makes the, it makes the universe feel more lived in, more real, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so, uh, yeah. And everybody lo- loves Boomy. So everybody loves Boomi. <laughs> Are ar- The booby business is booming, and uh, so they come in and they land, and uh, everyone's excited to see them. Uh, There's fireworks uh, that the earthbenders are somehow launching.
1: Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Like I could get that, (laughs) like the fireworks are encased in clay. But do they light them beforehand, or they they just use the pressure of?
0: Maybe it's like two chambers, crushing
1: it or something.
0: You know, and there's like a catalyst separated by clay as well. It Maybe. could be. And they like bend away the like inner chamber and it mixes and explodes.
1: Or they could just be like compressing it so hard that it heats yeah. up and then lights. Oh yeah.
0: Right. Two chain, two walls that they squish together yeah. a rapid rapid uh uh, right oh yeah that's that 's what happens the uh, ooh, ooh. the the avatar technical manual that we 're working on <laughs> finally has the next page ready
1: um, okay let 's see we 've got lightning bending and <laughs> <laughs>
0: Dale, I, I'd like to work on a project that really ensures that I never have sex again. <laughs> and I think this is the right one.
1: Yeah. A, uh, a fictional technical manual is always the best way to go.
0: <laughs> author of the – on my dating profile, it says author of the upcoming Avatar The Last Airbender <laughs> technical manual. Because I just am sick of being inundated with uh, matches. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Yep. I want to keep them away. Quiet I, it down I on that definitely app. definitely
1: know what you mean. <laughs> 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 completely. Uh,
0: so they get to meet the, uh, the, the leader of this town and, and he's, he's nice enough. It seems, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. uh,
1: general Fong.
0: Ah, thank you. General yeah. Fong is, uh, has them for dinner, you know, some greeting, some, uh, some, uh, that meets, meets him in his hall. And uh, he's like, hey, so we heard about all the awesome stuff you've been doing. Uh, You're a badass, Aang, and we love you. Um, We need to... Pretty quickly, right? He introduces this idea that we need you to uh, uh, harness the power of the uh, Avatar state. Mm -hmm. And Aang's like, um, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I've been a little nervous about that whole thing. um, Because I kind of like lose my shit. And he's like... Totally understand. So what we need to do is develop the ability to not lose your shit. And and you Mm -hmm. could like murder a direct path into the heart of the fire (laughs) nation.
1: Uh Uh And And you can definitely see where he's coming from this, right? On his angle. The general's angle is clear. It's like he heard about this God Mm -hmm. that destroyed all these fire nation ships in the north.
0: Right. At the end of the last season. And, uh, he's not wrong. Yeah. And Aang's like...
1: He just doesn't know the details like we do, having watched it.
0: Right. Exactly. And, uh, and Aang's sort of, you know, naturally, you know, he knows the details. He's been Mm -hmm. watching the show. Mm -hmm. And and he's like, uh, Duder, like, shit gets real. Like, you don't want to tap the beast. Like, I don't want (laughs) to tap the beast. And I am the goddamn beast. And he's like, cool, 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 cool. I guess you love people dying. (laughs) And And he... and he has, you know, luckily figure A right out mm-hmm, the window. Mm-hmm. And we see all these wounded soldiers returning to, to his uh, to his palace or his, you know, maybe like army barracks. I don't know what, what, where we are exactly. Yeah. But, uh, and he's like, and those are the lucky ones. And, you know, it's it's legit. Like the show's like, dude, warfare is real. Like it's not just cool martial arts and magic spells. It's like. Yeah, it's definitely
1: fucking- s- establishing the stakes for why Aang is doing what he's doing. It's right. like. This is why he's trying to learn all these things is because he, he wants to stop this war.
0: Yeah. And and it reminds us that there is theoretically a continuous front line. Like mm-hmm. there's battles happening outside of the show, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Um, that I don't think I quite clicked with. I, I guess I sort of thought there was like all kinds of, uh, you know, like uh, keeping up walls and there was tensions. Mm-hmm. And maybe there was occasional skirmishes, but... There's like a front line and there's an actual war happening, which is so crazy. Um, And uh, so he feels pretty bad about it. So they're in bed that night, the Aang gang. They're all like in their sleeping bags near each other. And uh, Aang's like, maybe he's right. And um, (laughs) Zuko is like, yeah, he's right. Come on, be the avatar. Like, do it. (laughs) And I believe he says, come on and glow it up. <laughs> yeah, really he does. Great way to refer to the appetizer state. <laughs> and, uh, Katara is like, uh, he like scares the shit out of us every time he does that. <laughs> like it is a fraught experience. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Zuko is, you know, a simpleton and he, or sorry, not Zuko, Sokka. <laughs> How long have I been saying? Zuko? <laughs> and, uh, uh, welcome back to season two, listeners. I don't remember anyone's goddamn name. <laughs> so Momo says to him, hey, guys. <laughs> and, um, oh, that's right. When they first land in the town, they're like, hooray for these three. Also Momo. Like, everyone gets, like, <laughs> like, they know the gang gang, like. In detail.
1: They've been watching the show, too.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But apparently somehow missing the scenes yeah, where the actual state is. Right, right, right. If they're listening to the podcast. Yeah, the podcast. They're <laughs> hearing a show described beat by beat where we miss all the, like, important emotional mm-hmm. shit. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're the Sockas of uh, the fandom. We, you, we, it would be nice if we were even that much. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, And so they begin sort of a. Just short of a musical montage. <laughs> <laughs> where we get to see all these different attempts to trigger the Avatar state. Mm-hmm. uh, Because Aang begrudgingly accepts that this is, you know. Because, you want know, he's a nice hurt.
1: guy. He doesn't want people to be dying and, and hurting. And that's exactly what he's faced with. It's, you know, the general has his fingers on Aang's pulse, he knows mm-hmm. what he, Aang doesn't want to happen right. in the world, so.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because it's like he is being kind of manipulative to Aang, and so you do sort of get the sense that he's a little power-hungry, but or, or, he, or that he's a general who kind of loves kicking ass in war, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like you said, Dale, he's not wrong. There's all this awful pain and misery and death and he wants to bring that to an end and i definitely
1: uh, got the the sense and i'll interject it here rather than at the end um that it's very much kind of that allegory or um it's an allegory no uh uh analogous to uh the nuclear bomb
0: ah uh, yes it's like
1: dropping the bomb saved millions of lives in the long run but you're sacrificing hundreds of thousands of lives. So it's like, right. what's, you know, is and that's, that's it? kind of what the general is saying is like, let's cut this down. Let's, let's cut to the chase here and, and, right. and cut this war short by three years.
0: Right, right, right. Let's Hiroshima this bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Aang's like, uh, I don't want to become death destroyer of worlds. <laughs> I am become Aang, dater mm-hmm. of Katara. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh, so, but he begrudgingly is sort of like, eh, what's one Hiroshima <laughs> among friends?
1: I suppose one is okay.
0: Yeah. I'm sure they wouldn't bomb two cities.
1: <laughs> oh, and they wouldn't make any more than that.
0: Right. You wouldn't exactly. need to. What's this proliferation I keep reading? <laughs> Moving on. Um... <laughs> And, uh, so they, uh, do all kinds of stupid shit. They, um, like, one of the things is they give him speed and he <laughs> runs around and talks a lot. I
1: think it's supposed to be caffeine. <laughs>
0: uh, they just give him like, you know, no dose pills. They give him like just oh, less Oh man, his-
1: that's just, that, that's just nothing, no, nothing to laugh at. I've taken notice <laughs> before. <laughs>
0: You just tremble and oh my
1: god, it's like you see time. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At this point in my life, three cups of coffee is is awful. extreme. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I really do need two most days, but if I go beyond two, it's this tiny little window where it's like exhausted or like sick. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> walk that razor thin line. Where yeah. You're just a good like stayer, awaker. <laughs> um, and I so, imagine and- getting
1: old is like that, but with everything.
0: <laughs> Dang it! I I had more than my three pieces of broccoli. Now my <laughs> stomach's broken. <laughs> Fuck! I hope I die before I get old. <laughs>
1: um, too, too late. <laughs>
0: <laughs> ah shit! When did it happen? Just now? On air?
1: <laughs> get old <laughs> waiting for us to continue. <laughs>
0: So anyway, <laughs> um, they give him caffeine. That shit don't work. They, uh, like, shout at him or something. They throw rocks at him. Nothing mm-hmm. seems to be doing it. They do this crazy ritual where they mix all the, uh, all the uh, elements, thinking that the avatar is of all four elements. Um, but all that does is mix um, earth and water and uh, heat it up with fire and stir it up with air, which just creates, like, frothy mud mixture that, uh, <laughs> that kind of splatters Aang and causes him to sneeze, which then splatters everybody. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> and the, the like shaman doing this ritual is like, you feel anything? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> no, I don't feel anything. I'm covered in mud. You dumb dumb. Um, so then finally the, uh, the, uh, I, I guess we should cut back to the other storyline. Yeah. Um, before we get to the, the turning point. Um, let's see. Turning point. Turning point. Ang takes speed. Azula is a sociopath. Yes. So uh, <laughs> Azula shows Good up. Good notes. <laughs> Where um, we see uh, 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 Uncle Iroh, and he's coming home with like a bunch of shells because they're <laughs> like on the beach, and he's <laughs> so excited about all his shells. He loves and, his shells. <laughs> and uh, Zuko's like. You know that we're just, like, wanderers, Like, we don't have a ship anymore. Like, it's just us. So your fucking shell collection is not helping us in the, like, encumbrance rules department.
1: <laughs> we have to carry all these damn things.
0: <laughs> and uh, I love that they're sort of the odd couple, the two of them. <laughs> when in comes Azula, and she is, like, saccharine sweet, and it's totally uncomfortable, and... She oh she she doesn't come in. They realize she's been sitting there the whole time waiting for them.
1: <laughs> That's very uncomfortable.
0: <laughs> and she's like, they're like, What are you doing here? And she's like, That's weird. Like, usually you're supposed to say hello before you start asking people questions. And then uh Iroh tries to be like polite and he's like, To what do we owe the honor? And she's like, Shit, you're just asking questions too. And he's like, God damn it, there's no <laughs> winning with this person. <laughs> And she's, like, drops this news, this big deal news, exactly what we previously established Zuko wants more than anything. You've been forgiven. Your father wants you home. He realizes now that he uh, made a mistake. And he, and it's, like, overwhelming news to Zuko. It's yeah. more than he was prepared for. So he's like, what? And she's so crazy that she's like, uh, you're not reacting correctly, brother. I gave you good news. Like, the proper <laughs> reaction is joy. <laughs> And, like, that's when I was like, oh, her brain don't work so good. Uh-huh,
1: uh-huh. <laughs> like,
0: um, And that her whole motivation in this scene is um, there are a proper set of ways that social interactions occur, and I am playing by those rules, and if there's any deviation, I will accuse you of it. It's like, <laughs> fuck, can you, I feel like I've dated that girl. <laughs> like, it's so freaky-deaky. Uh, so then she's like, so be in my ship tomorrow. And he's like, God damn, this is crazy. I-, I don't know how to react. Thank you. And she says some nasty shit. I don't remember. And she leaves. And Iroh is immediately super suspicious. Oh, yeah. He's, and he's like, if I know um, Ozai, my brother, he he doesn't admit to making mistakes. He doesn't reanalyze previous decisions. It doesn't happen. Love? What? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. These words are foreign to us. (laughs) Um, And which was kind of interesting to hear, like we know Uncle Iroh is the brother of the emperor, but this was the first time I heard him talk about the emperor as a brother, Mm -hmm. as a family member, refer to him with his first name. So there's always a, a familial intimacy that we haven't really seen play out before, which I thought was kind of cool. And once again, the, the season two, the world is getting richer and realer, kind of. Yeah. And uh, And more CGI. Like, <laughs> so much more <laughs> CGI. So much realer. By season three, it's all going to be like that shitty uh, reboot cartoon from 2000 or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible CG animation. Uh, and so uh, they uh, get prepared to go meet her. But it's their, you know, Iroh is kind of squinty looking left and right mm-hmm, suspicious mm-hmm.
1: he's very cautious as they're proceeding
0: right and I think he actually warns Zuko against it but Zuko you know like you were saying how the um, general in the earth uh, uh, fortress knows exactly how to get Aang's uh, to do what he wants mm-hmm. uh, Zulo knows exactly how to get Zuko to do what she wants because he's just been given the, the thing he wants more than anything yeah Um uh, so he's he's like storming off basically. He's like, "No, uncle, I'm going." And the uncle's like, "Just be careful." And he's like, "Fuck off!"
1: Doesn't he accuse <laughs> his uncle of not caring about him? Or
0: yeah, like, I think that's right. My dad
1: cares about me. You don't care about me. But my dad cares about me now. And he's like, yeah. "No, I'm the one who cares about you." <laughs> right,
0: right. Didn't yeah. we establish last season that I am effectively your father? It's like uh, it's like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy two. Yeah. Uh, he's like, he may have been your father and I'm your daddy.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's like oh, right there, right oh, there in the heart. Oh, the feels. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just chopping onions. That's the only reason. Uh, and so there's this great scene of Zuko like uh, going down the stairs to the uh, fr- from the waterfall village where they're staying to uh, the shore where the docks are and the ship is waiting, and it's this really beautiful like light gray stone steps and uh cherry blossom springtime trees. Mm-hmm. So these red pink, bright pinks. And, uh, and that, that's when, um, uh, Iroh catches up and he's like, well, cause, cause there's this moment where, like you said, he like blows up in his face and storms off and Iro looks sad, yeah. but I think we know well enough by now to be like, it's not that his feelings are being hurt. It's that he's like, fuck this nephew still didn't get it. You know, he's sad for Zuko, not for himself. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's like, it's like when a little kid throws a temper tantrum, it's impossible to take seriously. <laughs> <laughs> you can't take it to heart, even though the kid, it's like two very different emotional levels occurring in the same conversation. Um, but, uh, but Iroh catches up to Zuko and he's like, all right, if you're going to go, I'm going to go with you. Like, don't be dumb. <laughs> and so they are uh so now the episode is entering into like uh 't know second act or whatever the mm-hmm. hell yeah, and um for you know act two B or whatever the fuck <laughs> uh, uh, the turn occurs right um because Zuko and Iroh are walking along the dock uh up the ramp toward the ship. And that dumb fucker who would rather uh, follow the rules of the tides than uh, Azula <laughs> is like, uh, here come the prisoners, props, uh, guests. <laughs> and, and there's this really cool, mo- great little moment where Azula's like, what the fuck? And stares at him. <laughs> and he stares at her. And he's just like, uh... And, like, just, he calls her princess, I think. He's like, princess. And it's like, he's basically saying out loud, like, I fucked up, huh? <laughs> And Iroh, this whole time, has been given the the sidelong glance to all the uh, um, Azula's troops that are waiting for them on the on the dock. And as soon as he hears that, he's like, whoop! And he starts just, like, kicking fucking ass. Yeah! <laughs> he's, like, doing crazy <laughs> moves and shooting fire and rolling away. And uh, Zuko is like, what the fuck? And he finally figures out what's going on. He charges at Az- Azula. They start fighting. Um... And kind of, like, verbally sparring as well. Azula's like, your fucking dad doesn't want you back, you dummy. He wants to throw you in jail. And, uh, and he's like, I don't know what he says. He's like, you've always been an asshole. I don't know what he says, but... You've
1: uh, <laughs> always been a psychotic bitch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, so they're fighting, and she starts to do the uh, lightning bending. And she's about to basically murder Zuko. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When uh, Iro jumps in and takes it and redirects it and fires it off into the air, which we saw him do in season one with lightning, like from the sky, uh, but not from a lightning bender. So that was really cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool to show his fucking invincibility essentially, <laughs> and uh, or his
1: like his knowledge and experience uh, working with bending.
0: So, yeah. It's it like, goes so deep.
1: He's he's uh, you can't catch him off guard.
0: Yeah. He's he's so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and uh so they uh Oh,
1: so Iroh throws her overboard after redirecting the lightning, and then they just escape.
0: Gotcha. And they're like, let's hightail it out of here. And uh so now how that play how that moment in the plot plays out in the A storyline is that um They are, Aang is like, nothing is, oh, so finally the, the, uh, the general is like, listen, we're gonna have to hurt you. Like, it's clear Mm -hmm. that the way that this comes about, this avatar state that we covet is to actually like put you in genuine danger. And because I think he even volunteers that he's like, you know, this happens because I'm in genuine danger. And he's like, fuck, I was worried you'd say that we're going to have to hurt you <laughs> or, or try to basically. And that's how it's going to.
1: I didn't effect. want it to have to come to this.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and angs like like he, he thinks about it, and there 's this moment, this really amazing moment where he 's standing once again instead of looking out over the bow of a ship he 's looking out over like the walls of a of a balcony out over the mountains, and Katara comes up and so it mirrors that first scene uh, because uh, she comes and talks to him, and she 's like what you thinking about and he 's like, "I think maybe i 'm just going to agree to this that like we should just keep pushing and figure out whatever it is so that I can help people." And she says, uh, for the people that love you, watching you be in that much rage and pain is really scary. And I like fucking teared up, like <laughs> listening to her say that. Cause I was like, that's, that so well explains what it, like it, that takes me into the world in a way that I've not, have not until this point felt like these are real people interacting and that like this is kind of the equivalent of, like, a drunken rage bender or something. (laughs) Like, like what fucking poor, like, you know, girlfriends must deal with when their boyfriends are, like, punching (laughs) holes in walls and shit. And it's like, yeah, I'm pretty darn sure I'm safe. I'm pretty darn sure he's not going to lash out physically at me. But it's still goddamn terrifying to be next to (laughs) And it's not even that I'm afraid for me. I'm afraid for you. I'm afraid for your sake that like seeing you in that much pain really fucking sucks because I hate seeing a person I love be in pain. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, she's so she's such a good friend. Like we should all be so lucky to have a guitar in our lives. Right? <laughs>
1: we all want to be part of the end game.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. Wait a minute. Is the coolest member of the Aang gang not Aang? <laughs> Fuck! Fuck! Ah. Se- season 2 is level 2, everybody. blame Season 3 is going to really blow our minds when Sokka is the coolest member of the Aang. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Sokka sucks and we all know it. <clears throat> no, just kidding. Sokka rules. Uh, so he... He is... That night, he's flopping down, and he's like, I don't know. I don't know, Sokka. I think maybe this is a bad idea. I think uh, Katara's right, and I shouldn't be doing these experiments to try to get into the Avatar state. And Sokka goes, okay. (laughs) (laughs) And and he was so pushing for it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) He's just like, cool, man where are the chips at like, he's, <laughs> he's just there to be a bud soccer rules and so once again it's such such so, it's so powerful that the family is a family and then they're just there to support each other and because earlier soccer was just like dude you rule when you're in the avatar <laughs> state who wouldn't want to do that i'd Avatar all day long if i could and then once uh once one like, I don't know if it's a good idea. He's like, Cool, 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 cool. So let's go get <laughs> like <laughs> he's just on to the next thing. He's just happy. <laughs> and uh, so then uh now getting both of his his buds uh on on board, um, he goes back to the general and is like, dude, I can't do it. And the General is like, I was worried you'd say this. <laughs> it seems I'm a villain after all.
1: <laughs> da, da, da.
0: And the guards attack, and Aang gets the fuck out of there. And the he jumps down into the big open courtyard where they were doing some of the experiments, but also where we first saw the soldiers wounded. And the guards all start airbending, or sorry, fucking earth earthbending. earthbending, yeah. And the the primary form that that takes is like giant stone like. Chinese coins popping up out of the ground because mm-hmm. <laughs> they're big wheels with, like, a square in the middle inset, which is really cool. Could
1: just be wheels.
0: <laughs> yeah, but, like, with a square axle. I don't know why. That just struck me as, like, those old coins you would yeah, get. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <clears throat> um And they're huge, and they're rolling this way and that, and Ang is... Like, dodging yeah, it all. Yeah. And it starts getting really complicated. Like, they start, like, slapping into each other, and he has to, like... Jump into the hole of one of them, and then roll along, and then they kind of like, yeah, you know, manipulate the earth of it so it crushes, and he has to leap out of the way, and he's just barely keeping it in in front of everything, um, and destroying what he can, and the and the general is sliding earth along and smacking him, and
1: <clears throat> and and Aang's kind of hamstrung by this too because he doesn't want to hurt the benders.
0: Sure, right, yeah. So he's he's redirect. He's fully aikidoing. He's yeah. redirecting everything without actually like. Um, with actually like reflecting it back and hurting them. So that's not going too well for them. It's clear that they're outclassed <laughs> by Aang. <laughs> so general villain, uh, he ratchets it up to uh, his next stage of his plan, which is to, um, Oh, so so then, while that's happening, uh, Sokka's like, what the fuck? And he, like, <laughs> runs down to go help. And at the same time, we see Katara chilling with Momo. And you you hear the booming mm-hmm. of the earth moving. And she's like, oh, my God. Like, those idiots are at it again. I told him not to. But I don't think she saw Aang's turn with Sokka that maybe Katara's right. So she thinks that Aang's still in, into it. So she's like, that dum-dum. Well, Momo, we better make sure he's okay which is very smart i feel like in Mm -hmm. a normal like it would be so easy to like manipulate the drama by having her be like i'm mad so i'm staying here like while he's secretly in danger or whatever Mm -hmm. but no she's such a good friend and the show's so on point that she's just like let's go check on him so she runs down right as saka's running down and they like meet up and uh And she's like, what the fuck is going on? And he's like, everyone's gone insane. (laughs) (laughs) And so they rush out and she like pulls out her little, uh, her little, um, elven vial, her little water bottle. Mm -hmm. And she starts water whipping folks. And, uh, then like, she like hits the general and he's like, ah, my fucking face. And then like, uh, Finally, Sokka proves his worth for the first time in the series by throwing a boomerang, and the boomerang goes bam, bam, and hits two different dudes, and comes back, and he grabs it. Um, they're they're riding those those chocobos, and uh, <laughs> they're running all over the place. Things are crazy. Sokka gets on a chocobo, and then um, the general's like General Fong. Did you say?
1: Uh, what did I say his name was? Did I make it up? Probably. Let's see. Yeah, General Fong.
0: And, um... And then, uh... Katara... General Fong reveals his truest of colors, and he grabs Katara, and he's like, uh... Oh, she goes to Water Whip, and he, like, moves Earth, and it, like, kind of, like, absorbs the water. That's, like, the one downside. Like, rock, scissors, paper style. Like, if you have a lot of Earth and not much water, you can just, like, turn it into mud, basically. And... Then he, like, makes this hole that she, like, like quicksand style, she drops into and, like, cinches around her waist. So she's stuck in the earth. And she's like, ah! And he's like, uh, Avatar, sh- I'm going to fucking wreck your girly if you, don't, uh, if you don't, you know, Avatar it up. <laughs> if you don't glow it up.
1: <laughs> glow it up, bitch! <laughs> <laughs> and
0: uh, and, uh, sh- and uh, she's like, don't, hang don't! And he just keeps dropping her further into the earth. And it's, it's pretty, it's pretty scary. Like the idea of being swallowed up by earth is totally like on a fundamental level, like makes you have a little panty and, uh, and Ang is like, don't do it. Don't do it. This is a terrible idea. I don't want to fight. I think this is bad, but it's, it it doesn't matter. She gets sucked into the earth and then finally it happens, baby. The name of the, of the, of the (laughs) episode kicks into full effect. Good journal. And, uh, and.
1: Nuclear explosion.
0: <laughs> and full Oppenheimer's. And. <laughs> uh, tattoos glow, eyes glow. And he, like, jumps into this crazy, like, uh, uh, what do you call it? Like a, like a. Like a.
1: Dust devil whirlwind type of thing? Yeah,
0: whirlwind, yeah. And so he's floating up there, and he's not actually doing a lot. I think he's just sort of, like, standing there. And are floating there, and and uh, the general's like it worked, it worked. But Aang's not controlling it, as everyone fucking warned. <laughs> and so he's sort of presumably, like you were saying, there's some level of uh, the Aang we know still in there. Hmm. And I think that that affects the 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 fears he's had about it. This episode affects that, and so he's not acting. He's just.
1: Well, he's kind of out. like crushing the um, big coin stones, coin shaped stones, mm. and, and like pushing people back, and like,
0: right, knocking back soldiers, yeah,
1: expressing his power.
0: Right. Okay. Okay. But he's not fully.
1: He's not he... fully like nuclear, killing everyone. <laughs>
0: right, right, right. No <laughs> Quite one, no yet. <laughs> right. And. Uh, they're like he's like oh this is so great and then the General Fong is and then he's like oh wait no, <laughs> I see everyone's point now. <laughs> oh, I see now. And so he's like oh fuck we gotta hide. <laughs> and just when uh, we're not quite sure whether Ang's gonna gonna what he's gonna do next. Well, General
1: Fong um, uh, he uh, pulls Katara back from underground because he didn't actually kill her.
0: Oh, that's He's what like, the review like, No, happened. look, she's okay. She's yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah. He's like, she was never in any danger. Like, it was a, a pocket of air down there, not a fill your lungs with sand <laughs> thing. Not a crush your skin thing. And, uh, and Aang is sort of not taking it in, and she's like, come on, I'm okay. Like, he sucks, I agree, but you gotta be, you gotta come back. And that's when, um, Uh, the previous avatar arrives on his blue dragon, right? Mm -hmm. They, from the spirit world, so only Aang is seeing it, and of course we, the audience, uh, have the best view in the house, Um, as they fly in and uh, he pulls the spirit out of Aang and he says, it's time we taught you the full story or whatever. And he takes him up into the clouds where all the, the the surreal imagery, all of the avatars ever are standing in the clouds. And he's like, the avatar state is a defense mechanism. It's not a super cyan thing. It's a, um, it's a, uh, it's like really hardcore inflammation. <laughs> like when you get really sick and everything hurts, all your bones are achy. It's, cause it's your body's inflaming to like, and lock shit down
1: <laughs> and and kill the invading bacteria or viruses or whatever.
0: Exactly. And so here as soon as you are uh you or, or your loved one is threatened with with death shit goes pops off. And it's it, the power is immense, but uh this new layer that we didn't realize in season 1, if you die during the um avatar state, that's it. There's there's no reincarnation. The uh avatar cycle is broken.
1: Dun dun dun. So,
0: so I guess he sort of says with with the huge boon of power comes this major um Achilles heel, as it were. Uh you're exposed in a way that I don't I don't think you realize that anybody realized. And he illustrates the uh breaking of the Avatar cycle by um by showing us a clip from, uh, uh, Star Wars, the last Jedi, where all the rays vanish <laughs> until there's only one Ray. <laughs> um, which is an interesting image to use because the whole point of, um, uh, last Jedi for people who didn't like that movie and are <clears throat> objectively wrong, um, <laughs> is that, uh, you know, Ray was so desperate for her parents to be the key to her, um, uh, figuring out who she is, her self agency. Um, and when the like dark side is like, Hey, use the spooky cave and maybe you'll learn who they are. And it turns out, no, 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 there's no parents. That's nothing. You are you. And that's all you are. Um, the thing you're looking to out of desperation can't be there for you it's called good storytelling and it's not a bad movie um <laughs> and in this episode it's a similar thing where it's just like you think the um and not just you but the people the audience even thinks that the avatar state is sort of the key to everything um and believe it or not don't turn to that that's kind of a um that's kind of a dark side that's kind of an easy answer
1: yeah it's not a, it's not a kill all weapon and and
0: they, and they, they have
1: to they have to do this because the writers are like, <laughs> everybody's like watched season one and they're like, well, why isn't he just kill everybody <laughs> seems in the? To solve every problem. <laughs> <laughs> he's why a, don't they just he's a god, <laughs> so why not just be a god?
0: <laughs> right, right, and so um, viewers of the aforementioned excellent film, The Last Jedi, will go, ha, huh, kind of like when she went uh, <laughs> super speed into the other ship. Why doesn't everybody do that? <laughs> and, you know, we're yet to answer that question. I don't know. <laughs> Part nine might, maybe has something to say about it. Um, honestly, I think that if anyone cares, uh, they no one had ever thought of that before. Just like we, the audience, went, holy shit, when it <laughs> happened. Holy shimoleys. No one in universe or out had ever thought of it before. So <laughs> that's why it had never been done. But, yeah. Maybe episode nine is going to be the fallout of everyone constantly kamikaze <laughs> into each other. And there's like one ship left. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so same thing. It's sort of like, eh, there's a limitation to doing that. Like you fucking go ham. You also um, are done. So don't
1: <laughs> <laughs> just don't do uh, it, boy. <laughs> <yeah>.
0: <laughs> and uh uh, that kind of gives Aang some peace of mind. Ironically, like mm-hmm. he's like, there's a reason to not just be in this state. Like, th- I I knew that felt wrong in some fundamental way, and now I know there's a good reason for that. Um, and now I don't have to fucking face this scary version of myself that I don't quite understand um, without very very good reason, without it being an emergency. So. He comes back to normal, and uh, and uh, the the general is fucking pissing himself. <laughs> um, but also oh, really excited, right? He's like, all right, all right, it worked. It worked. <laughs> he, he says it worked, but he also at this point is like – I think he realizes, right, at that point that it maybe was a bad idea because Aang destroys everyone ever.
1: Well, right? then why would Sokka have to knock him out with his club then? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, (laughs) Uh, Fair enough. Because I think he says, he's like, he acknowledges that it was a bit chaotic, Mm -hmm. but um, it worked. Like, Mm. he released uh, Katara and the Beast, and then released Katara to control the Beast, and then Mm -hmm. everything, nobody was killed, so it's all fine, right? So he's just Mm. like, okay, now all we got to do is control this, figure Mm -hmm. out a way to control the Avatar state, and... We've got a weapon, right, right. And then they're like, "No, no, you're not listening to us."
0: <laughs> that's right. That's right. Because then he like knocks him out, and they're like, "Anybody got a problem with that?" And all the guards are like, "We cool.
1: <laughs> no, we <we're> cool.
0: <laughs> no, you're a, you're a god. <laughs> you're <laughs> you with the god. It's will. fine." <laughs> right. um, so they don't quite like convince anybody, but they do sort of reveal that this general is more fascinated by power than by um,
1: the well being. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so they go. You know what? We don't need nobody to uh, <laughs> escort us. We're just gonna climb onto to Appa and peace the fuck out. <laughs> we know the way to Amashi. Thank you. Um, and oh, I wanted to mention that when there was the surreal imagery of all the of all the old previous avatars, it sh- uh, uh uh
1: Roku. Roku. That's right.
0: Uh, he is showing, he's like, so yes, the avatar state does summon all of the power of the previous avatars, um, which is, you know, that's good. But, but if you die, they all die too. That's That's bad. bad. (laughs) (laughs) And so the, it shows all these images of the different avatars doing their, their power. And so some of them shooting fire and blah, blah, blah. And, the the, um, the avatar who was the earth bender, who was the woman who we saw the giant wooden painted statue of last season. Mm-hmm. She's got the like fans and she's doing moves and these giant crazy heads are lifting up and floating around. <laughs> They're like carved <laughs> structures of some kind that are like moving. And it reminded me of Zardoz with that giant floating stone head. <laughs> that's like, accept the gun, reject the penis or whatever crazy fucking thing Zardoz says. Um,
1: it's been 20 years since I've seen that crazy <laughs> crazy
0: movie. And I think you're good. I don't think a revisit is in order. <laughs> so I just wrote my notes it says Zarda's head. So I had to bring that back.
1: I just, and they have so much like to go off on a ranty tangent. They have so uh-huh. much material that they could go oh and make that world a new show with mm. a new animated series and Ooh. just explore Oh, avatar. you're not talking
0: about Zardoz right now. No, no, you're no, no, no.
1: There's, there's material there, but I don't know if it's worth going back to. <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised like the, by the, this. Uh, You know, the airbender material is there. Mm. The world
0: is there. It's large. People love it.
1: Yeah. To
0: Explore it. Right, right. Show us why she has giant stone heads. Yeah. Show us her life. You could literally do like – an on- anthology series, and each season is a different Avatar. Yeah.
1: And if one is real popular, just explore that one, too. It's like, yeah, go yeah. in depth, make a movie out of it, or whatever.
0: It's kind of like Doctor Who. Yeah. <laughs> the season ends with that Avatar dying.
1: Rebirth.
0: Yeah. Man, they should really pay us.
1: <laughs> well, I'm sure they thought of it, they should just aren't doing it. Like, yeah. instead, they keep fucking remaking Avatar: The Last Airbender.
0: Yeah, I still sincerely hope that it's like episode one is episode one, episode five is episode two, so episode two through four are side stories that we couldn't go into on the original. That's my hope.
1: (laughs) You've got it all planned out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the numbers don't matter, but my point is, they insert amidst the story we already know, and so then when it segues back in, we're like, ah, they're back.
1: Maybe. Yeah, I mean, there's just – there's a lot of stuff that they could do. But, yeah. I, you know, I hopefully the new one is going to be good.
0: <laughs> yeah. I agree. Hopefully. Because <laughs> then we have another few seasons of this podcast. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> if, if we get through Korra, I'm like, comic books? <laughs> um, So – uh, so after they leave. They leave and we cut back to Zuko, right? Is that what you are going to say? Well, they're
1: gone. Uh, I think it's Azula first and she's got that poster. And she's threatening the villagers. Anybody harboring these two criminals mm. will
0: feel the wrath of Lord, the Lord, Ozai. Fire Lord Ozai's wrath. So she, that wanted poster she has shows, um, the uncle and the brother, right? Shows Iroh and Yes, Iroh and Zuko. Yeah. So Iro and Zuko are now enemies of the state officially. Uh, and... And then we so, cut to
1: Iroh and Zuko, where then they
0: are by a river. They're just, like, running. <laughs> they're both just, like, sprinting. <laughs> and they come to a stop at the river, right?
1: Mm, at a creek, yeah.
0: And, uh... Iroh's like, I'm so sorry I came to this. And Zuko's like this is this is the inevitability. This is I I'm still Yeah, he's like, It's, it's not your fault, this
1: is my family. <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> family biz, hunk. And uh he does a very dramatic act. He goes, you know, I have to shed my family. I have to shed the bullshit and uh continuously focus on th- what I really want. And uh he, he grabs his his ponytail and he cuts it off and he throws it in the water and then iroh's like fucking a right and he grabs his like top knot man button and he cuts it off he throws it in the street and then they
1: do shots together
0: (laughs) and we watch over the uh over the the song the shot song we see the uh two uh hair uh Bundles (laughs) Piles Bundles <laughs> floating Pony down tales. the river as their uh, as their pasts as their allegiances uh, leave for never to be seen again, and uh, it's
1: very dramatic.
0: And then we we uh, go to the end credits, but instead of our standard uh, drum beats, we have shots, 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 shots. shots <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yeah, uh, when it was over, my I did not realize, but my roommate had been watching from the kitchen and she went, that was a really good episode. (laughs) Oh (laughs) my (laughs) God. (laughs) (laughs) I said, season two is getting real (laughs) y'all. So good. So sorry to tip my hand, but Dale, what did you think of this episode?
1: Well, I don't know if you guys know, but I, I enjoy this series overall. Uh Uh Uh, and I thought this was a good, it was a strong, uh, uh, a, a strong one right out of the gate.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to mention that our uh, favorite, arguably favorite writers, uh, Aaron and Elizabeth Welch Ehasz, the awesome married couple. They are the main writers, but we also have a Tim Hedrick and John O'Brien. Uh, John O'Brien we've heard from many times before. Tim Hedrick I don't know if we've seen him so far, but it shows. It like, looks like he's shown up a bunch in season two, so he might be a new hire. Uh, but we're uh, in the good hands of Giancarlo Volpe in the director's chair, um, and he's done quite a few great episodes for us, and he will continue being on staff throughout this season as well. <laughs> so, um, you know, that gives us a good uh, gives us a good sense of maybe why this episode was so powerful, yeah. so strong.
1: Looks like Tim wrote um, one of one of the episodes, or was a co writer on one of the uh, episodes, "The Deserter, in the first season.
0: Ah, which, as I recall, was one of the greatest episodes of yeah. the season.
1: He uh, he goes on to also write comics and be a writer for a lot of the um, Legend of Korra, too.
0: Nice. Nice. So he's kind of carrying the torch on when uh, Aaron Ehas gets too big for his britches. <laughs> 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 gotta go do that Dragon Prince show. Which um, I'm
1: still waiting for the second season on.
0: I still have to watch it. I'm so terrible. It's
1: good. I enjoyed it. I mean, it's... Okay. Not Avatar, but it's, it's enjoyable. I recommend <laughs> nice. it.
0: I'm excited. It's on, my, it's on my to watch list. I made a little, in my Reminders app on my phone, I made a new list called TV shows to watch. <laughs> and it's right up there.
1: You know what they need? They need an AI to tell you, to guess at your mood based on your actions <laughs> and stuff, and yeah. then tell you what show on your watch list you should watch.
0: Ooh, I like it. I like
1: and you're it. like, oh, I've got an hour. What should I watch? Mm -hmm. And AI is like, oh, well, you've recently even eaten a lot of calories and you haven't seen your parents or sister or your family in 3.7 months. So you'll Uh like
0: this. (laughs) (laughs) This home-cooked show. Uh (laughs) This comfort food of a show. And
1: then automatically orders from uh, Grubhub for you. (laughs)
0: Some, some plays an episode of Avatar and brings me some hot ramen. <laughs> 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 Sounds amazing, Dale. <laughs> I'm hiring you. Uh yeah. Yeah. Uh so did you um feel like they did a good job, these these writers that we mentioned of exploring the uh the Avatar state and the sort of the reality of it or do you I do like they left and I think untouched?
1: It, it's 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 a really good way to treat kind of the elephant in the room of the first season which was the avatar state and mm-hmm. it's it's ultimate power and how they had to kind of walk that back a little bit and stu- instead of doing it in a stupid way. They did it in a really creative way. It's like, oh yeah. well, it's you know, there's a yin and yang, there's a give and a take, and you mm-hmm. run that risk of completely destroying any, av- any, and all avatars forever if you die in this state. So you can't use right. it willy yeah. nilly. Yeah, and I think that's a great way of of creatively really smart. dealing with that. So
0: it's really smart. Yeah, yeah. People talk about like the uh, second Star Trek reboot movie, uh, Into Darkness. Where, spoilers, but uh, Khan's blood is the key to Khan's, like, super healing ability. <laughs> and so when Kirk dies, spoilers, they just fucking give him some of Khan's blood and he's, like, up and ready to fist mm-hmm. fight again. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, I, I was, like... In the movie, like, like, I'm watching it like, yeah, cool. And it wasn't until later on, everyone was just like, so now there's Jesus blood everywhere in this universe mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. they have to reckon with. And the third movie just doesn't even touch it. <laughs> <laughs> and so if you're sitting there, you could theoretically ruin the third movie for yourself by going, who cares? There's Jesus blood. There's <laughs> <laughs> Jesus blood everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> Oh well, don't worry. These, these these characters are fine. Yeah,
1: these characters won't die.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, and so you have to figure out a way, like you're saying, to walk it back to. And the smart way to do that is to add a a, a yang to your yin. Yeah. And so this take is, note, writers.
1: It's really creative the way they did it too, and it's just and it's simple, and it's like I didn't think of that. You know, when mm-hmm. first time watching through that, I saw it, it was like, you know, first season, I was like, well, why doesn't he just go in the Avatar State and just kick ass? And then <laughs> season two came along and then it's like mind blown. Right. Yeah. And it's like, and yeah. it added so much depth to the history and it just, it just added a whole new layer and chapters to the so history good. of everything. And it was like, uh-huh. oh my
0: God. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And, uh. And then meanwhile, in the other story, you finally have the, uh, the expansion of the, of the, you, you sort of, like, you sort of had this middle state for Zuko being the bad guy, but being sort of a decent, like slowly growing into a decent person. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you have, uh, the emperor sort of being insanely evil, but not really doing anything. And so now you have the emperor's other kid. You know being out and active in the world, and Zuko finally has to make a decision which is you know his hand is forced it's not the decision he would have made, but um he's now fully at odds with the emperor, and so he's now like he's still wa- like i you know my presumption, not thinking too hard about what I remember from the first viewing of this series, my presumption at this point is that he still wants to capture the avatar and present the avatar to his father as a sort of mea culpa restoration to grace, um, but it's now with zero support from the family. Yeah, from the nation.
1: well. And if anything, it's it's like he wants to capture the avatar, and it's a legal loophole to to force them to take him back.
0: Oh, I see what you're saying. So it's yeah. like
1: it's not even. I don't even give a fuck about how you feel about me anymore. You have to take me back
0: because right. here's
1: what you said you wanted.
0: Right. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. Because and I'm the sure deep the-
1: down he wants the love. And, you know, obviously, Azula, that's what she teases sure. him with. Right. But, but I
0: think that it's just he gives now, up on that a little.
1: Yeah. And at the end of this episode, he's like, he has to reckon with the fact that, you know, his dad is never going to love him.
0: Right. Right. And I think the cutting of the hair yeah. is that. Yeah, for sure. And that's really exciting because <laughs> that really grows the character up. In a way that's still very consistent with who we've seen in season one, and so in the same way that the, that that Aang reckons with the Avatar State, Zuko rec- reckons with the the family, and that's uh, it's just fucking strong stuff. Yeah, it's good. And uh, I wish that Katara were my best friend because <laughs> and gave me the perfect
1: sage advice all the time.
0: Exactly. She's a dang brat, but she, <laughs> she earns it, you know. <laughs> do you have any uh trivia for this uh,
1: episode? do do I let me see, let me recall and see if I have any um mm-hmm. any tidbits. Tid, tidbits. <laughs> any bits. <laughs> bits of bobs. Oh, and the, this is the first time that Ang has um entered the spirit world without
0: meditating. Oh. Yeah, because someone flies up and just yanks him. (laughs) I'm sure that uh, meditation would be uh, (laughs) – achieving nirvana would be a lot easier if someone from nirvana – Yeah, just came up and was
1: like, yank.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, kid, come on. We're going – We're going going on a little trip here.
1: (laughs) Oh, the first episode where Sokka's shirt is sleeveless.
0: What? What? So in between seasons one and two, Sokka clipped those sleeves right off,
1: straight 80s style.
0: Yeah, exactly. Full bodybuilder, <laughs> showing off the guns off to the ladies. Oh, oh,
1: oh! This is the first episode where Aang is seen earthbending. Wow! He's in the Avatar state, but he is is earthbending. Ah! Oh, wow! Crazy.
0: Huh. It never occurred to me they'd never Bent in season one. Huh. That's awesome. Well, this is book two, Earth. It's true. So it's very appropriate that he starts.
1: <laughs> it was the first time in the first episode of Earth.
0: Yes. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, all right. What do we have for next week, Dale?
1: Ooh. Wait, there's another piece of trivia. Oh. Zuko and Iroh cutting uh, their hair parallels the story of Buddha, who, when starting his journey on self-discovery and enlightenment, cut off his hair beside a river.
0: Nice. That's such a good reference to Siddhartha. That's badass.
1: <laughs> oh, and the writing on Zuko's knife reads, uh, never give up without a fight.
0: Oh, when did the knife come into play? I don't know. It's just what he uses to yeah. cut the hair. Never get up without a fight. Zuko is made purely of not giving up without a fight. Yeah,
1: that is pretty much Zuko.
0: He's the unbending branch or whatever the <laughs> hell. Unbending reed. Uh, so, yeah, uh, next week it looks like we have the Cave of Two Lovers, which Ooh. is one of my favorites because that is when we learn about um, some fundamental aspects of bending. Ah. So the world, the world continues to expand, which is really exciting. So good so good. <laughs> we're we're fully in now. <laughs> we're like I can't give this up. It's so good. <laughs> um let's see. So yeah, that was the Avatar state. Um thank you for listening. Mm. Uh so do you have any this week in animation news, Dale? Um I or shit you watched that you liked
1: or didn't like? <sighs> I'm sure there's some stuff that I've seen over my vacation.
0: We have a yeah. We've had a lot of them. Have you still not seen Spider Verse, Dale? It's true. I still have not seen Spider Verse. Oh, motherfucker! I wanted to do a, <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> a, I wanted to do a bonus episode where we just talked about Into the Spider Verse. <laughs> Dale wouldn't fucking do it. He went. Oh, I hate good things. <laughs> I, I don't like having fun. <laughs> Instead, he watched <laughs> Aquaman. Oh
1: god! It's hey
0: for free. It's not my fault. Oh,
1: It was free. Right. It was free. It's worth
0: it, I'm sure. Worth every penny. It was worth every penny. I'll tell you <laughs> that. I was
1: at least entertained.
0: Not since that movie starring the guy who looks a lot like you, the predator, <laughs> turned out to be such shit. Yeah. Have you been so disappointed?
1: <laughs> I mean, it's just – it's not like, like I hate it or anything. It's just like I'm the parent and I'm just disappointed.
0: Mm. Not mad, just disappointed.
1: Not mad. I'm just disappointed. Yeah. Oh, uh, I guess kind of pseudo animation is uh, 1932. What that? Uh, That's the year that is now uh, in the public (sighs) realm uh, vis-a-vis copyright protections.
0: Yes. So the copyright expired for that whole year.
1: For the whole year. Um, and I think that technically it'll fall out later in the month or whatever, but the first appearance of, um, Mickey Mouse and, and his incarnation. And I believe to be safe, I, I don't know if I would start like selling t-shirts with <laughs> that rendition of Mickey Mouse until like 2020, but, but, <laughs> but technically, uh, it's this year. So,
0: wow. Wow. So that, that – I mean because isn't that the famous thing that like it was Life of the Artist and then Disney specifically kept fucking with the law? Yeah. So that Disney and
1: actually Elvis's kids <laughs> um, convinced Sonny Bono.
0: What the fuck? A, oh, because he was a senator. Because
1: he was a senator to bring up the law. Sonny Bono died before it was voted on. So then it was named after him. So it's the Sonny Bono Copyright Protection Act or whatever. Wow. Weird. Um so he's an asshole uh, in my <laughs> humble opinion, um, not to speak ill of the dead or anything. Yeah, well. But what that did was locked all copyright from coming, going into the public realm for 20 years.
0: Oh, I see. All
1: copyright. And that's mind-blowing. Insane. It's like a yeah. whole generation of creative people just frozen in time. From right. being able to use, transform, create new things out of this stuff. It was like a tool that was removed from their toolbox. Mm-hmm. All of these – we we lost out on – and who knows how many good things that could have come right. from that.
0: That, ne- that were never born. Yeah.
1: And they never will be. I mean it's like the next generation has those tools back. So those things could be born from that generation. But right. anything that – T- t- you know, uh, 30-year-olds now who are artists and could have made awesome things.
0: When they were 15. Or yeah.
1: Whatever. And so it's like their formative years where they could have been exposed to this stuff.
0: It's interesting to think, though, about how that how we may see new kinds of work being made because the people who are in their formative years now will actually, like you said, have access to these tools. Yeah. That the well, we're, we're going
1: did. back to where it should be. Right, um, and frankly, it should be twenty years beyond nineteen twenty-three. It should be nineteen forty-three that right. all this shit should be coming free too. But you know, right. we do we do we deal with what we've got now. So yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, it's better than nothing. And
1: the reason that Disney and and Elvis's kids didn't sue to extend it even longer is because they knew they would lose. Oh, with the <laughs> uh, internet freedoms and 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 you know uh movements of individuals rights which i support you know it's 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 coming swinging back around from corporations back to and in, in individuals and people's rights mm-hmm. um in like the general sense of things and i think that uh, in disney kind of and and elvis's kids kind of saw that and said oh, i don't know if we would win mm-hmm. so we're right. not even going to try and they've got, uh, they've still got copyright over Mickey Mouse. Like any inc- incarnation of Mickey Mouse after 1923 is still under copyright.
0: Gotcha. So anything
1: in color, anything that is drawn in the style of 1940s, 1950s, or 1960s is still uh, under copyright. Um, wow. It's only 1923's incarnation of Mickey Mouse that is not under copyright.
0: Mm-hmm. Gotcha, gotcha.
1: So even if you did make T-shirts, you got to make sure. That is 1923, Mickey Mouse, and not anything later.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Not everything published in 1923 will be public domain. Only works with an authorized publication in 1923. Distinction came up in the legal fight over the rights. Happy birthday to you, whose current owners maintain the song had only been published by unauthorized sources without the permission of the original owners. The bad song was eventually ruled public domain for other reasons. (laughs) Uh, So just make sure the 1923 publication isn't considered some stolen unauthorized version and you will be fine to use it. That all came from uh, lifehacker.com. That
1: doesn't make sense though because any publication that is unauthorized – so they're saying that it has to to be be born before it's born – Yeah, I don't understand. That that. doesn't make sense because an authorized publication is like the birth of a work. Right. So that's the date that we're setting the expiration date from. But we're saying that any unauthorized publication or previous work of that work doesn't count (laughs) because then wouldn't that just be the first? (laughs) Um, That's ridiculous. Let's
0: see
1: here. I could see them trying to skew it in that way though but i just i don't it's hard for me to wrap my head around that it's like
0: right um
1: well it wasn't officially published people were using it but it wasn't officially published until well if people were using it before then then it exists before it is actually published so it's not your (laughs) copyright is it
0: right um let's see but okay so i think it's more like older stuff that was renewed in 1923 in unauthorized ways or something. So they're saying Happy Birthday was published in 1912. Mm-hmm. And then a library – but, but, but well, I don't understand. And then 1923 it was renewed, but it turns out it was renewed by an unauthorized source or something. Mm. I don't know. So it's crazy that owners, you can
1: renew pres- it anyway.
0: Right. It is crazy. First, yeah, right, to, to, to copyright it because it's published in a new book.
1: Yeah. No, why that's it's still an old work. Which is basically how what they do with the other inclinations of Biggie Mouse.
0: Right. So it's the same right, type of right. thing.
1: They're saying, we still own it, but we just own that version of it.
0: <laughs> but then it's like the copyright first was secured in 1935. Therefore, therefore if you digitize – For example, either the 1912 or 1915 volumes, you'd be infringing on the copyright.
1: That's crazy.
0: That doesn't make sense because that's before.
1: I think that you could do that and then go to court.
0: Probably. You
1: just get the EFF on your side to cover costs and you could bring it down.
0: I love it. But as a result, you have like a shit ton of stuff that you now have access to. Um, the animated one that I saw that popped out was, um, bu, 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 Felix, the cat.
1: Ah, interesting.
0: Yeah. That's so old. I didn't realize.
1: I feel like people have already given up on trying to copyright Felix, the cat. Cause I haven't seen much of him since in like 20 years.
0: Yeah, that's true. But now we should be doing public domain, Felix reboots and remixes and shit.
1: That'd be awesome.
0: That would be so good. Because he, he had a bag of tricks. So I just thought that was kind of interesting. Like, whatever he needs is in his bag. Yeah. So you could do, like, a cool graphic novel that's, like, a dark, gritty reboot where, like, he only has a certain number of things. Or he's, like, y- but he's used so many of them that he only has, like, a few left, you know? Yeah, yeah. And he's all, like, haggard and, like, terrified <laughs> and stuff. He's so awesome. <laughs> Get on it, everybody. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at the list of movies made in 1923 and I don't know any of these names. (laughs) So I'm not going to be that useful. I don't know which ones are animated. Um, but, uh... Not many,
1: because that was like early days.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but you do have artwork, like, uh, M.C. Escher and Picasso works, a lot of them. Nice. So... Uh, fucking but, again, out of that. you
1: have to be careful where you get your source image from because any pictures taken of those works in, like, 1960s is copyrighted in 1960s. <laughs> so <laughs> right, right.
0: so you,
1: what you yeah. can do is you can take a picture of the work yourself, the original work yourself, and then use that. Use
0: it all day long. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Uh, yeah. So get on it, folks. We want remix culture to be alive and well. Um, and uh, that that was that a good one. That's a good news. Yeah. Animation news, though. That was a
1: good one. Pulled that, yeah. uh, that, <laughs>
0: that out of my butt. <laughs> yep. Um, I do feel a need to mention how goddamn insanely good Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse is. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, we talked, I think, last episode about how the trailer had been released and a music video had been released, and that was when I, f- be truly engaged in the like awesomeness of it, like previously i was like eh looks interesting we'll see but then those those clips came out and i was like holy crap this looks like it might be pretty great <laughs> and uh it is exactly as great and more <laughs> uh the the twists on the classic franchise that we know and love are so creative and so interesting and uh so playful so it it's it finally kind of hits that thing that i'm always trying to argue which is like don't worry if, for example, the J.J. Abrams reboot of Star Trek is, misses the point of, of the soul of Star Trek, in your opinion. The originals will always be there and safe and untouched. Um, this, people, people don't take well to that argument. Mm-hmm. They're like, no, this is the new version. This is the official version in people's minds. I, I want, I mind. want for more of the same. Right, right, right. I want, yeah. And <clears throat> this feels very um, playful because it's so visually distinct. That, that uh, that uh, it's uh, it's it feels very playful and free from the original, the shackles of the original, and so you, you, we aren't hearing much of like, how come the Spider-Man has to be a black boy? You know, mm-hmm. we're not hearing that because it's like I think my theory is because it's so distinct that it's like. Um, it's its own thing. And we we know that it's its own thing. And so it's like, yeah, yeah, we can continue doing our Peter Parker MCU. And we're going to do this. And probably never the twain shall meet. And that's fine. It's like the mainstream is finally understanding what comics fans have understood forever. That like a reboot is a separate entity and the original can continue to exist. Um, and, and that that's not just... Um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, lip service? Mm-hmm. Like in the J.J. Abrams reboot, again, to use this example, it was like, no, don't worry, it's an alternate timeline using a wormhole. <laughs> um, which was just a way to shut fucking fans up so they could be free to reboot it. <laughs> um, and this time it feels like um, a very legit, like, no, 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 it's actually a different universe and it's so wildly different in tone and it's thematically about multiple universes that it's like everyone's like, Cool, I'm in. And <laughs> I think that's a really exciting new chapter in that is uh, cool. how how we tell stories. I definitely
1: see how um how that kind of suggests uh, the same things that that comics have done with like multiple universes and things too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I do I do want to see it. I just uh, haven't had a chance.
0: Sure. It's uh, it's very hard to get to the theater. E.
1: I.E. getting my fiancés. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, tell her she's dumb if she doesn't like it. Okay. <laughs> People love hearing
1: that. that. that that'll be awesome. <laughs> I'll totally do that. Uh, mm-hmm.
0: uh, um, also, I watched this really bizarre movie I was mentioning to you called youth in revolt with, uh, Michael Sarah, this was back in 2008 or 2009. And, uh, everybody, it's got fucking everybody in it. Like, uh, uh, Fred Willard and M Emmett Walsh from Blade Runner. And, um, uh, does it have Steve Buscemi? Does it have Jub <laughs> Apatow in it? No, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. It's not Jeb Apatow, doesn't it doesn't have, have Zach Galifianakis okay. as Gene smart. who's super great. Um, and, uh, and, uh, fricking, oh, who did I see was in it that I was like, what? Oh, uh, Numi Rapace.
1: Ah, oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, she has
0: a very small role.
1: Interesting. Um,
0: but it's a really goofy, bizarre movie. It's kind of, in my opinion, thrilling. Cause like at every scene, I have no idea what's going to happen next. <laughs> and it's just so bizarre and like wacky. This is live action. Why would Max mention it in animation news? Well, uh, I've really jammed it in there because there's a couple sequences that are animated that really stand out from the rest of the movie. Like, the opening credits is this weird claymation sequence, and you're like, okay, it's the opening credits. But then, like, later on, there's, like, a random road trip that's all done in, like, cut-out, scrapbook style art, mm-hmm. and it's really different from the rest of the movie. <laughs> and it sort of feels like they just didn't have the budget to film a sequence. <laughs> um, and... I don't know. I recommend seeing the movie. It's really odd. And I don't know that. Like there's something kind of cool about seeing a movie that's like shit isn't together. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind mm-hmm. of a mess because it feels very like you're watching the creative process in front of you. You know, some of the dead ends were not removed. <laughs> um, but it's sort of, sort of famous for being the movie that like. Michael Sarah creates this alter ego to help him be a badass Cause he's too gentle and nice. And the, so there's like two Michael Sarah's in the room talking to each other. And one is the shaky little twitchy one we all know. And the other is like named Francois. And he has this thin little mustache and he's always <laughs> smoking a cigarette. And he's like, you little pussy. <laughs> he's like really mean to the main one and stuff. Um, and, uh, that's actually where I got the line about tickling someone's belly button from the inside. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's really stuck in my brain. This movie, (laughs) um, what is it called again? Youth in revolt,
1: youth in revolt.
0: So maybe check that out. It has a animated kind of feel to it. Don't you? Mm. Ray Liotta's in it. Anyway, (laughs) I think that'll probably just about do it for us. Listeners. (laughs) Uh, we're excited to be back. Welcome to season two. Uh, Maybe we can up our game somehow, Dale. Get some guests or some shit.
1: Yeah, maybe. I
0: don't know. <laughs> Add some new sequences.
1: <laughs> I'm down for that. Yeah. All of these promises will will be cashed, I'm sure, in the future. <laughs> I'm <positive of> it. <laughs> We're writing all kinds of checks that future selves will cash.
0: Certainly. <laughs> Fuck my future <teachers. laughs> self. Dick. That dude's a dickhead. <laughs> Only time. Right now is the only true time, and it's a gift, and that's why they call it the present. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There you go. Can't seem to get that saying right. <laughs> <laughs> so, the one saying that I can get right oh, for more episodes of this podcast, mm-hmm. go to uh, iTunes because it's got everything. Also, go to uh, onairbender.com or com, which is our parent company and uh, has very strict rules that we have to follow, or else we get in trouble. Um, we got a Facebook group That's under Low Charisma Party We got a Gmail OnAirBender At gmail.com We got a Twitter At OnAirBender Or a tweet And hashtag uh, MyCabbages And we'll see that And we'll retweet it And I haven't been Checking it But I'll get back Into that <laughs> <laughs> We're getting back Into the swing Yeah yes, yeah, yeah exactly Like blowing the dust Off the old Taking the covers Off of the machines You know <laughs> um, And uh, yeah Check that shit out and let us know what you think um, of this episode of our show. Uh, of uh, uh what like torturing people to get Superman to rage out if you're <laughs> pro or con. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. And uh yeah, with that I guess we'll climb back on to but to head off onto the next episode. And uh and uh, we'll give a, a A hair-cuttingly dramatic yip-yip, dear listeners. (laughs) Yip-yip.